Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. AJ Rudo and Blaze coming to you live as the Avs win over the Vegas Golden Knights three to nothing. Uh, you know it wasn't that difficult. I don't think it was the easiest game ever played, but the Avs kind of just took care game. of business. It well, was a I good mean, game. Yeah. Makes it pretty easy when you start off 14 seconds yeah. into the game. Avs led for 99% of the <laughs> hockey game. It's, something like that. So definitely does help. Uh, we got the 60-second rundown to get to here for you. So uh, let's hit that. Is it a New York minute an hour? <laughs> Uh, as they said, Miko Rantanen scores 15 seconds into this game off of a not really that much of an oopsie from Aiden Hill, honestly. It's just a sick play from Miko. Uh, and then the rest of the first period, the first 10, Vegas kind of dominates. They outshoot the Avs 10 to 2, but the period ends 11 to 10, 10 to 10 in shots in the Avs' favor. So the second half, much more control from Colorado. Uh, the second period, the Avs kind of just do what they do and start taking care of business. Great play from Georgiev behind them. They go through the second period. Miko decides that he likes scoring goals and gets <laughs> another one because why not? He's Miko Rantanen and he can do that. Fantastic feed from JT Comfer to create that one. The Avs continue to play effective shutdown hockey in through the third period. The first 10 Vegas really gets almost nothing in the third and the game kind of just peters out as the Avs get the empty netter to make it three, nothing and take down the dub for six games in a row. Dude, Miko was a whole vibe tonight. Oh my goodness, that guy was on his BS. Even when he wasn't scoring, like he was doing some nonsense, yeah. top to bottom, uh, all the way around. The first goal, AJ, you jo you joked about it uh, on the watch along. Was Miko a baseball player in another life? <laughs> or <laughs> well, you see all the time, like what good hand eye coordination he has. You know, when you see they'll they'll throw like uh, a puck in transition they'll throw it all off the ice and miko just whacks that yeah, thing yeah. yeah he did it multiple times tonight and right. why aiden hill doesn't like you watch the replay and you see alec martinez is like right there and you're like <laughs> just give it to him like if he loses that battle then okay you, he you're, loses you're that battle, you get but, back into your net at least <laughs> yeah yeah you don't just <laughs> give a puck that. away yeah. <laughs> but that's like a standard goalie play right there 
right? I mean, is it? I think the standard play would be to just rim Go it, probably. Yeah. But I, you know, I think he, I think he just didn't think Miko was a threat, and he was trying I, to throw it to somebody up the boards there. Well, I don't think he'll think that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. That uh, that does end up being the game-winning goal. So <laughs> weird, weird too, because like, that's a guy that like they kind of need. Like, Vegas doesn't like who's their game one starter right now when the postseason yeah. opens. Don't know. Very and, true. You know, because like Logan Thompson had a really good start and then and, cooled heavily. Yeah. Well, and and then you know injuries once again kicked up and. Um, Laurent Brassois got healthy and they tried him out, you know, okay, a couple of good games and Aiden Hills played pretty well. Aiden Hill play, played well yeah. in this game. Aiden yeah. Hill was good in this game. Yeah. It's just they, they, he starts the game off, like puts them in a hole. I, yeah. I always, I'm always like, look, like it's never like, it's almost never like solely one guy's fault, but of course. everybody on the ice is looking at the goalie going, what the f- <laughs> Jesus, like, <laughs> what was that? You know, like what, yeah. what are you doing, man? And, Puts himself behind the eight ball because now his team has to chase and his job gets harder. And because now the next goal that he gives up is either a two nothing goal or it's a two one goal or, yeah. you know, like whatever, <laughs> whatever, is, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. But it's like he does not even get into the game. Yeah. Yep. That's the first shot that happens. He's not even in the net for it. And, you know, that guy's trying to win a job. He's trying to stake a claim here to a position on well, the West top team. And you at the l- moment, it, for now, yeah, <laughs> for another couple days at yeah, least, for, <laughs> for the next few days until <laughs> until Colorado f- rightfully ascends to its to its place. Yeah, Let's go. well, and you flip that and look at the guy he's going against directly tonight, and Georgiev's first ten minutes of the game are impeccable. Yeah, he's phenomenal. <laughs> you know, they have score. They get one more shot on net, and then they get they they get outshot ten to two. Yep. I mean that's great. Basically, what is that? Ten minutes of play from Vegas, right there at the beginning of it. Because you shake a goalie fourteen seconds into the game, and if you go down there and you just lay waste to a goalie, put another six, seven shots mm-hmm. in that time frame in, he's yeah. probably going to let another one in because he's in his own head already, right? So yeah, it's a it's a great pushback by it was Vegas. A great response, and yeah. it, and like the that kind of response was where, why you have the conversation and say, this is why Vegas is a problem. Yeah. yeah, like that's the, the, the this game ends three nothing. The Avs lead fifty nine <laughs> minutes and forty six seconds of this game. The Avs <laughs> led it, but crazy. You 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 really truly are talking about like this was a very good hockey game. One or two different things happen, you know. Well, I think Vegas yeah. Vegas continues a season long trend of no power plays. Not that their power play is very good. But uh, did, did they have one in this they game? They had one. Just the and one. the Avs had the weird You're right, one. Just the one. Yeah. And and that was and that was it in terms of power. Like very limited special teams opportunities. Uh, they had to figure it out at five on five. And they played a good game at five on five. Yep. The Avs were just a a little bit better in this it's, one. It's I think what sums up like understanding that Vegas is a good team is the Avs led a significant portion of this game by two goals. And it never really felt fully comfortable up by two. Now, I get some of that is probably understanding at times this year the Avs have blown some of those leads. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking for myself, that's never something that I've been that concerned about with this Colorado team this year, even with the blown leads. Yeah. And this one, you're, you're getting that third period going, I would like the Avs to get a third goal here. 
Yeah, and I mean, they trended in the right direction, but I think the big thing, er, they're trending in the right direction with those third periods. You know, I thought the... Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the, the third period in... I, you know, and obviously it's a different situation, different game, the Winnipeg game. But I, um, they they've just, just they been more just consistent and solid. Yeah. Don't let them build something. Yep. I um, think- and, and like, goaltending plays a huge role in that does, where you're yeah. like, hey... Because every night you go in, you just ask your goaltender, you say, hey, nothing free. If a guy, if a guy makes a great shot, they make a great play. Defense breaks it down. You know, but Georgiev's not giving them free. Yeah. Aiden Hill give, gives up a complete freebie. Yep. Ends up being the game winner. It sucks that his team can't do anything to help him out. But, like, gives up a totally free one. Sets the tone for the game, and the answers take advantage yeah. of it. I felt pretty comfortable just after that first 10 minutes with Georgiev and Nett and yeah, some of the stops he had to make that yeah. for the rest of the game, I was like pretty lax that he was on his, you know, he was just on his game tonight. So you, you felt pretty good going into and, it. it. And to be honest with you, any, any game where team wide you play as solid defensively as they did when you don't have Kale McCarr, yep. you're really putting your goaltender in a good position. Well, I but I think it's couple, a little of a, a little. Well, in the couple the couple of like yeah. breakdowns that they did have, Georgiev bails Wait, them out. I, yeah. again in those first ten minutes. That Carlson chance cutting through the middle is Georgiev makes a really good save. For on me, that. that was their best scoring chance of yep. the game. Yeah, and and it it all just it's a positive feedback loop, right? Georgiev makes a save like that. All of a sudden, his defense trusts him more. His defense starts playing better. That gives well, Georgiev an easier time, and it, everyone's vibing. Confidence is a feedback loop. Yep. Because yeah. when you when you get that confidence, you see the improved results. It gives you more confidence. You see the improved results. Gives you more confidence. Yep. And now you're Bowen Byram. <laughs> <laughs> he, I will uh, say he's the, got some swagger for sure. The defense tonight too, man. They yeah. they played awesome. Their active sticks tonight was unreal too. Well, they stopped a lot of stuff coming into the zone. It's it's time and time again. AJ, I know you talk about this all the time. When the Avs defense is at their best, they're not even letting the other team get in the zone. Mm-hmm. But that, I think, goes even a step further. When they're defending well in zone, the way they like to defend means that the puck never gets to the guy who's going to shoot it. Mm-hmm. They're in the passing lanes. They break it up before it can be dangerous. Yeah. And then they're the other way. Where they might give up, um, they might give up, like, ozone time with possession. But then you look at the actual shots that, that are getting generated. And it's funny because high danger chances are just considered like shots from based on location. Like, like, yeah, yeah ex- exactly, and not situation. Yeah. So there are going to be some high danger chances that you give up where you're like, this really wasn't super actually high that danger. scary. Yeah. Um, like it's around the net, but Georgiev is there. It's sealed. He's, it's closed right. down. Yeah. And defensively, like you took away options to move the puck from beyond there, uh, and they really do uh, a good job sealing off a lot of the dangerous stuff. You know, we saw there were a couple of great defensive plays by multiple forwards yep. defensively. And we always we always talk about, you know, the 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 value of Lekkonen and, and Nichushkin and when he comes back, Gabe Landeskog as two-way players, yeah. as guys where they really, really do a wonderful job is when they're locked in defensively and they're they're helping their defense move pucks out and win battles. They're all very efficient as a group. And they are a different brand of suffocating than the more physical defenses are because they just don't allow opportunities. Whereas the more physical defenses like a Tampa Bay, 
they want to muck and grind and they want to get into a they want to get into a back alley brawl in front of the net yep. and they want to block shots and they want to scrap a little bit beat the crap out of you and basically. the abs yeah. the abs like to be very disruptive and ruin teams rhythm and flow where it's like okay you might you might win this you might win a foot race but now it, you know you're you're resetting your offensive possession with a guy who's on the wall with the puck and a forward bearing down on him he has no dangerous options from that point. And we saw a lot of that tonight from Vegas's offense where the middle of the ice just is not exploited very much, uh, where Bruce Cassidy thinks he still has the Bruins, you know, <laughs> where he doesn't have a David Posternock yep. or Brad Marchand to, 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 to break into the middle of the ice and do something special yeah. from that position <laughs> that he likes to get his teams in with the system that he runs offensively. And I think it's why I'm not afraid of Vegas this year because they don't have the kind of high-end talent to really exploit yeah. that system against how the Avalanche like to play Certainly without Stone. Because you look yeah. at the difference between the Pete DeBoer Vegas Golden Knights and now the Pete DeBoer Dallas Stars. Those are teams that, that get on you physically. They punish you physically. They play a heavier, more punishing, grinded-out style Cassidy still Cassidy's team still play that way. They still want to forecheck hard. Everybody obviously wants to forecheck hard, <laughs> but get in and be physical, whatever, whatever. But Vegas Vegas stays on the outside, and yep. the way that they need the way that they play either relies on multiple puck touches or a special player doing something individual effort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah a, a special individual effort. So. When Colorado's defense is locked in the way that it was in this game, Georgiev's job is easier, and Georgiev helps them out. No second chances, no fat yeah. rebounds. He's not kicking pucks all over the place. Pucks aren't hitting the back of his glove and popping out. There's no second chances. That that unpredictable, chaotic nature around the net is really removed from from the game plan because Georgiev is so calm, and it just he just swallows pucks up. Well, that's it. Puck gets near him, disappears. And it just never, you know, when a guy has a shutout, it's impossible to be like, look what he did here. You know, he was <laughs> he was fantastic. Uh, the chat's talking about the defense, so let's talk about the defense. Uh, the impact of Jack Johnson, not that he did anything incredibly special tonight, but played solid defense, plays 19 minutes in the lineup in a spot for a guy who's playing sub-10 pretty regularly. How much of a difference does that make for Colorado's legs on the defensive side? It helps. It helps. That's it. Yeah. It's all we got. Makes life easier. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, it does. It like, does. It, yeah. I, mean, that, I, I, I really, I, I'm not sure what you want from, from us on this one because it does. Well, it just really does. Like you're, you go from, Hey, you're playing 11, seven, you're rotating guys out. You're, you're trying to figure it all out. Right. Uh, and then uh, you got you got guys that you don't really trust playing nine minutes here, and another guy you don't really trust playing ten minutes. And uh, now you have a defense where you're just like, hey, we're gonna plug this guy in. He's gonna do his thing. And really, they had a five guy rotation. Johnson played nineteen nineteen. Uh, all of Byron, Taze, Manson, and Gerard played over twenty. Yeah, and then Hunt with just under ten. So. You know, and, and you're looking, you're like, hey, you're maybe another week away from Kale McCarr taking those minutes, and 
And then having them evenly spread out is yeah. huge. And then when Nick Jensen becomes an Av <laughs> later this week, like then you're home free, baby. <laughs> but you look at you look. This is the top team in the West. Yeah. And you look at the collective effort by the Avalanche in a game that they don't have Kale McCarr. And, and, you know, and hey, Vegas doesn't have Mark Stone, but they're not getting him back anytime soon. Yep. Mark Stone may be done, done for the year. Yeah. And they have to figure out that this Vegas team. This, what we saw tonight, that Vegas team has to try and figure out how to either hold off the Avalanche for that top seed, hold off Dallas for that top seed, or what they're going to do. What what solutions do they come up with in a head-to-head matchup against these guys? Because uh, so far this year, that coaching change might have worked for them on a bigger basis, but in a head-to-head basis, in a head-to-head situation, <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche are built to swallow up Vegas and spit them out. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing. Bro, Brad, I understand. Brad Hunt doing it. <laughs> I saw it. It just flew right past. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to add on top of this. Minute leader for the Avs tonight is Bowen Byram at 25 minutes. Okay. As it should be. When McCarr comes back, are you seriously considering trying McCarr and Byram? You, you have to give that guy more runway, right? Or do you just? Are you saying can I, put them on the same line? Or are you saying give them I, the same amount of minutes? I, 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 can I ask one of the two? A quick follow up. Yeah. Have you traded for another defenseman? Does it matter? Yeah. I I don't well, know that in it does. my in my I, world. I know. I here comes the Nick Jensen bone fire exactly. pairing. <laughs> in I my world, that. if they get Nick Jensen. Which is just, let me just clarify. This is like my fantasy here, right? <laughs> Washington is selling. Nick, Jan- Nick Jensen is a perfect stylistic fit. He's, he's what Devon Taves was when they traded for him, except he's 32 years old. Like, <laughs> like he is a, a wonderful fit, and he's, he, play, he plays on the right side. Yeah. To me, I'm like, I would rather have Nick Jensen than even a, hair, a healthy Eric Johnson. Sorry. I just would. Uh, um, but I don't think that's even that close. It's not for me. Because if I if they were to do that, then I'm putting Byram and Jensen together, and I think I have mm-hmm. two top pairings, just me personally. Um, but if there's no other addition, that's why I ask. If there's no other addition, and this is the defense they roll with the rest of the regular season, and they just wait for EJ to get healthy, I do want to spend the rest of the regular season giving McCarr and Byram burn. You know what you have with Taves and McCarr. You know you can always put them back together. You know that they've been a top 10 pairing once again this season. You understand that those guys at any point, like with Miko and Nate, you can go back to it if you need, and there's something special there that you can get out of it. I would 100%. I would 100% try to get... Uh, I would give it a look with Byron McCarr and Taves Gerard. I'm I'm all the way in on... Maybe Taves Manson, depending on which game I'm in, but I'm open for that conversation. It, sure. You can you can get to that. And at that point, at that point you use Devon Taves... The way that Sam Gerrard has been used so frequently in his Avalanche tenure, yep. as the guy that moonlights on other pairings, just bounce around, steal shifts the with the yep. lower other. You know, you put yeah. a Devon Taves next to a Jack Johnson to get. Hey, we feel if if Jack makes a big mistake here, well, it it's also not Brad Hunt on the other side. It also it's Devon Taves. Yeah, it gives you that flexibility to move the hot hand up and down the lineup as you want because you can flex that guy literally wherever. But th- my point being. Not that this comes to a surprise as anyone on this podcast, but it's pretty clear Bone Byram is like 
stepping into the spotlight a little bit here. This is time. Yeah. yeah. This is, well, and, and, you know, and I feel, obviously, I feel, like, passionately about this because I super called my shot over the summer with Byram. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that with, with Byram, I just, he is stepping into the, it's his time. <laughs> if there's one, like, blessing in disguise here with this Makar stuff, it's, it, other than it does not appear to be super serious, like, like it was with Byram, you know, for two years yeah. we had to deal with that. Yep. Well, with 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 Byram, I'm I'm am looking at it and just saying, this is fantastic. This is this is such a high level of play. I mean, in a game like this, you're talking about two two of the heaviest hitters that you expect. This could have been a conference final preview tonight, and the best defenseman in this entire game on either side of the puck is Bowen Byram. And you've got Alec Martinez scored a Stanley Cup winning goal. You you know Shea Theodore is phenomenal. Yep. Uh, and Alex and Petrangelo Alex, is no slouch. Yeah. Alex Petrangelo's <laughs> had a pretty good career himself. <laughs> and you're talking about Bowen Byram outshined all of them. Devon Taves is a top eight defenseman in the NHL on his own merit. Uh, and you're talking about Bowen Byram is just a just uh, what we have seen from him is absurd. And in, and just extremely uh, impressive. Blaze, I'm going to give you three defensemen. You have to pick one: Quinn Hughes, <laughs> Adam Fox, Bowen Byram. Oh, Bowen Byram, right now. <laughs> just the upside of it. I mean, you could say Fox too. Yeah, I'm picking Fox. You're picking Fox. I I just like again. This goes back to the first year Byram played. I was hot on him then too. So we, we just knew that he had some defensive growing into it. Like yeah. the offensive has always been there. He just was in bad spots positionally, right on defense. Now I, I just think every year you've just seen it. As long as he can stay healthy, the the the, the, the health is yeah. for real. one of the things about Byram that I think from his draft year that has been so impressive was the questions about his defense were always there because when and, and it was not unlike Makar during his draft year. Sure. You wanted to know how good of a defender he was going to be because you always had the damn puck. <laughs> <laughs> Best you know, defenses. Don't remember, give it to the other remember team. Remember <laughs> Bowen Byram's draft year, he scores 22 yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah, He becomes the first uh, defenseman in WHL history to lead his to team lead, in playoffs. To scoring. lead post, <laughs> the postseason in scoring. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, he was, he was absolutely unbelievable offensively, and so we didn't know what he so looked like defensively. Was it? Did McCarran... And Do that when, same thing in college. Yeah. And then when Byram hit the NHL, you remember his first 18 games, he has two assists. Yeah. So but you look at his defensive metrics, and he was very, very good. good. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what is this? And then he shows up his second year, the most confident human being alive. <laughs> and then <laughs> the big thing that, that should have provided everybody with, uh, it should have presented a uh, prevented a... Everybody has a Bowen Byram comment from being made in 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 earnest you just over can't the let summer. That one go. I'll never yeah, let it go. Yeah. I'll never let it go because a smart person said something real dumb, <laughs> and so it lives. It will live forever for me. Um, but it was it it was with Byram the improvement as the stage got bigger, as yeah. life got harder. Yeah, he got more and more into it. Yeah, and that is a that is an extremely rare trait. In a player his age, and just in just in somebody in general, yeah, you're not talking about a guy that's meeting a moment. You're talking about a guy that exceeds is it. hungry yeah. for that moment to do something special. He is, 
Uh, Bowen Byram is is super here. It so let me let me put it to you this way: you you say you take Adam Fox. I would now take a team <laughs> that already has Kale McCarr on I it. I want Bowen Byram. <laughs> well, okay, and I think. That's why this is such a match made in heaven. Because Bowen Byram like fits into all the puzzle pieces that Kale McCarr doesn't. It's more like Bowen Byram or Miro Haskinen for me. Yeah, or, uh, or, yeah, that's a good or Rasmus Dahlin. Good call because Byram has mm. a ways to go to catch those guys, just in terms of proving it over the long yeah. a longer stretch. Yeah. But Byram has accomplished more than those cats because. He led the Stanley Cup final and even strike the ice Dude, time. He was and was arguably the best fantastic. player. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In that whole cup run. He was on. You go back and watch Bowen Byram in the Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final, and you will see something you may never see again, which is a 20 year old defenseman outplaying dominating a dudes. bunch of guys <laughs> that are going to the Hall of Fame. Like Victor Hedman and, and Kale McCarr are going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. <laughs> and you go back and watch that series, and you're going to be like, so Bowen Byram just kind of outplays all these guys <laughs> at 20. At 20 years, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Like, it, he's so special. And tonight, uh, trying to bring this back around to tonight's game, but uh, he was the best, to me, he was the best, he was the best defenseman in the game. Yeah. And that's no Devon Tave slander at all, who I thought was also awesome. All right. Well, I can tell you one player you don't want to be like tonight Phil Kessel. If you accidentally get run into by your own teammate like Phil Kessel did, call Bacchus and Shanker at 222 2222. To see if you have an injury case. <laughs> are, are you an abs player that's played against Vegas at any point in the last <laughs> oh, years? If Keegan Colasar is within 100 feet of you, get ready to dial a bunch of twos. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, if you have been in an injury situation that's not your fault, whether it's a car accident, motorcycle, even if it's a ride chair situation, if it's something that happened to you at work, Bacchus and Shanker has your back. You can call them. It's completely free to get a consultation. If they think you have a case, they'll take you on, and they'll do all that work for completely free, too. You don't have to pay them anything until you win your case. So they will take care of you. It's not like you need money up front or anything like that. And they're really good at what they do. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the last 25 years here in Colorado. They can sure, the like fishing franchise. They, Phil, yeah. Phil Kessel could probably use him right now because of Bo Byram's hit. Like that was three <laughs> people collision. Like who's at fault? Yeah, there? that's true. You got to sort out who's who's got to pay who, who's insurance. You know, <laughs> who instigated? You know, is this, is yeah. this a teammate on teammate crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go check him out press two for a while or go to coloradolaw.net to get a hold of Bacchus and Shanker also brought to you by the amazing people over at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, got a little pick of the week here for you uh, we did this I, I did this already with the Nuggets I, one week I said take Jokic to win the playoff MVP now I'm going to do it with McKinnon take McKinnon to win a Con Smythe this year that's where I'm going mm-mm no? Nope. Who's it going to be? Georgiev. You think? You yep. think it's goalie town? I do. I don't hate it. I, I, I think if Georgiev plays well enough to win the Conn Smythe, the Avs are definitely going back to back. I'll put it that way. He's well, my, if, he's my if he wins winner. the Conn Smythe, the Avs win the cup. Not necessarily. Or he has the greatest yeah. postseason or run that results Or he's Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, go on to DraftKings. You can pick your Con Smythe winner. You can go into other sports as well. 
I don't know anything about the XFL and the USFL, so don't ask me how to bet on those sports. All I know is that if you want to try and come back on a team, you can have a fourth and 15. Yeah, you just... And just keep the ball. Instead of an onside (laughs) kick. Yeah, yeah, you just have to make a fourth and 15. I wonder what the odds percentages are. I'm sure they're better than an onside kick, because onside kicks are like zero. We're getting closer to my... No, no, kicking, p- no kicking allowed. No, ki- no kicking in football will make the sport in just immeasurably better. So are you just going to start a league called the NKL? No, no kicking, kicking league? league? Yeah. It makes more sense than football. You had to change the name from football. <laughs> I mean, it should be anyway. Clearly, I mean, that's why they called it football. because you oh. kick the ball. As we all know, it should be called hand egg. Yeah, exactly. Hand Everybody hand knows egg. it should yeah. be called hand egg. Yeah. <laughs> the National Hand Egg League. <laughs> If, if DNVR wins the lottery, I'm starting the National yeah. Hand Egg League. Yeah, the NHL? <laughs> <laughs> NHEL, it's fine. <laughs> it would be good. Uh, anyway, DraftKings, use the DNVR code. When you sign up with a new account, you get $5 bet on anything. You get $200 in free bets. So if you want to bet on stupid like the 4th and 15 in the XFL, you have a free bet to do it with. Why not? Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes down below for details. <coughs> of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second uh, period. Void in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Void in Ohio. Good catch. Stupid Ohio. I've heard this ad read about fucking Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got every sentence down. Second period of this podcast, second period of the game, getting back into it. Look, uh, let's just, I'll put you on the spot. Does Miko get to 50? Yes. Yeah, obviously. Does he get to 55? I don't know. I only shot my shot with 50. 55. I, I, yeah, I'll go 55. <laughs> is this is this a gamer playing? Who who will go higher? Fifty six. Fifty six. Not trying to not trying to price is right. You can I get a fifty six? Can I get a fifty seven? Oh, man in the red shirt. So obviously fifty would be special just because fifty goal yeah. mark is a big deal. Yeah. But Av's record for goals in a season is fifty four by Joe Sakic. Mm-hmm. Franchise record is fifty seven by Michelle Goulet. So those are some of the numbers that Miko would be trying to track down. Chasing a hundred point season too. Uh, yeah. He is doing that. It's Mac also looking very likely to get his 100-point season. Not going very likely, but they're both chasing. All right. Whatever you want to say about it. Um, I can't go through that pain again. Yeah, another 99er. Another 98-99 finish. <laughs> watching, watching game 82 <laughs> where Nathan McKinnon just takes 17 They're shots just on actively goal. feeding him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. You know it eats at him, too. <laughs> he, he wants it, I'm sure. But guys set goals for themselves. They might not tell you, but they're they're looking at that too. <laughs> they they usually when I ask that question in the preseason, what kind of goals have you set for yourself? They usually just you're right. They don't tell. No, they'll it's, be like, oh, it's, uh, no. We're, we're gonna play good team. You well, know, they'll be comes, like comes. they'll be like I have them, but I'm not telling you what they are. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, okay. Just be like, look, I've got that. That's between me and God, kind of yeah. thing. And you're yeah. like, all right, well. In Makar's case, he is God. So, <laughs> so they're Between just talking to me him. Between me and me. Exactly. <laughs> me and the guy in the mirror. <laughs> uh, anyway, Miko is our king of the game. Uh, 
not just because of the goals, although he does score two of them to get to 40 on the night. In, in a game where he scores the only non-empty net goal. Yeah, you're right. Both of them. I mean, the first one was empty. The net was pretty empty. This feels pretty obvious. Yeah. Georgiev. Um, obviously, Georgiev with a shutout. Like, it's it's like this, this was definitely the case for the king and the prince. Yep. Look, uh, if I controlled this pod, it would have been Georgiev. But I don't. Yeah, well. So... I, both of them could have deserved it. I, the, next to, next game, if you want to give them the post game headline and you want to take control and you want to do all the things that I do every uh, game, yeah, I know. take that back. That's a great call, king of the game, right there. <laughs> <laughs> great job. Like, it would just be like, it would just be like, fucking rules. Let's fucking go. <laughs> no, this was there. Really, is no wrong no, answer between yeah. those two. Let's yeah. be real on this one. And, I know some people were like, your gift has to be the king of the game. And it's like, you're right, but also Miko. It's just when you get that shutout, right? Like It's it's just like one of those things where it's a, almost an well, automatic. But I can uh, see where Miko comes in here. Totally. Here's, here's the thing that's impressive about Miko here is <laughs> we've seen that guy for the this last stretch of, of wins post-All-Star break be Nathan McKinnon for Colorado, the guy who gets him off to the good start. He's yeah. pumping him all game long. <laughs> This time he's been so good, yeah. right? He's been unreal, and then, and then on a night where maybe McKinnon doesn't have his A plus game, not saying he played poorly, but he didn't have his best game today. Yeah. Miko's just like, I got this. Let mm -hmm. me get in there. Let me take care of business and just beat a hockey team. Yep. And this is where you're like, look, you throw Gabe Landeskog and Kale McCarr into this lineup, and now the you fact have that the Avs can beat you like this is. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> what? I, Good luck, Western Conference. There aren't enough superlatives to to count it all in. Do want to get a little bit further into this second goal, though, because it's a beautiful feed by JT Comfer. Yeah. That's his 41st point of the season. Did he get any points the other night against Calgary? I'd have to go back and check. Maybe even more than that. Either way, he's well beyond his career high before not. this year. Okay. he was. If he did, he got to 40 that night. I don't know. He was definitely on 40 before that night, okay. I checked. Yeah. but. He was a 40 then. Uh, so are we are we realistically moving into a world where JT Comfer is the 2C? I know we can't predict the future with the trade deadline, but can this guy be this valuable to Colorado down the stretch, or is it something you should maybe not count on? <laughs> I we we had this discussion <laughs> during the watch along. We yeah. we did. I think He's serviceable there, yeah. serviceable, but no more. Like but like, to, if you can go get somebody else, go do it. I, f I feel like there, there's yeah. This is two conversations of you give him credit. He's been great this year. Like, Absolutely, I, I, sure. Like, look, never pass on making your team better if a guy's out there. Yeah. Totally like, understand that. He's been great this year. He's the best internal option that they have. He just is. Um, do you trust it? That's a your mileage may vary conversation. And for me, the answer is no, I don't trust it. Yeah. Well, did you see, like, what was Drew, whatever his last name is, put that thing out? Like, does the Maple Leafs have the best line of centers down their lineup right now? If they wanted to. <laughs> if they put them at well, center. Yeah. yeah, because right now, you know, they're playing Roar at center and yeah. the traitorous swine <laughs> on the left wing. <laughs> So, you know, which is another option. Yeah. You know, and that's where that's where the abs like don't need to make that choice because they're so good at wing that sure. if you go and get the two C, you go and get a bona fide two C, a guy who's done the job, a guy that you trust. Um, you you move JT to three C, 
and that's not an indictment of JT. It's a way to make your third line that much better, yeah. especially with the way that JT, his entire career, has been very defensively responsible. A little overrated on a PK, but at 5v5 has been a positive uh, defensive player his whole career. Yep. Like you're talking about, this is a good defensive player. Uh, so you really are... You you make you your lineup. It, it's not so much about this guy versus that guy. It's is your lineup better if JT Comfer is your three C with Evan Rodriguez on his right side and Alex Newhook on his left side, and you know your Adam Henrique, Max Domi, Kevin Hayes, pick your whatever guy, yeah. whatever the name whatever the name ends up being Boone Jenner as your as your second line center. Are you better that way? than with just hanging out with JT. Yeah. Because you make the trade for the 2C, you're not you're not pulling a guy off your NHL roster to do it. That's a no-go for the Avs. Yeah. You're not making that deal. You're saying I'm not touching my NHL roster to do this. And so if you it, are, it's like Ben Myers right. kind of thing. It, not It's a move a, that just objectively makes your lineup deeper. Exactly. Right? Where like, you, you slot that guy in and then JT moves down one. Sure. And you, you look at your whole lineup just ate the Mario mushroom. Yeah. Because because those guys all then move down, then you do move Logan O'Connor and Andrew Cogliano back down to a fourth line. Yeah. And, you're and that's a pretty at, dope lineup. <laughs> exactly. And then you're saying, okay, well, what the what's the 4C question? And... You know, then you're, is Darren Helm healthy? Is Gabe Landeskog in this line? Right, like, right. Like, what, what are all the, you know, do you want to go and get a 4C just because you can? You know, do you, like, if you were going to get greedy and say, hey, we're going to go get Lars Eller to be that guy, <laughs> then you're like, well, now you've got a wildly overqualified fourth line center. Yeah. You know, so you, you can have these different conversations uh, about the different uh, machinations uh, for the deadline, but... That's that should be the focus of it's not <sighs> is it is it like a you've done a disservice to your roster if it's JT Comfer is your two C in game one? No, the guy's had that kind of yeah. year. And whoever gives him five million dollars this summer will be believing that he's gonna take the Andrew Cop next step into a bona fide top six player for them. And he might for a few years. He's right in that heart right now where guys have those career years. But it's just so it's so tough for me to just totally buy. For me, the answer, yeah. I don't trust it. But you you see the chemistry that he's developed next to Miko. Yep. Where they were on the first, Colorado's first line in December <laughs> playing together. You know, now they're on the second line with the guys <laughs> getting, you know, with the lineup getting healthier. And you can't deny that they continue to vibe together, but, that they play off each other well. Well, and here's the thing: you have a you have a playmaker next to yeah. a guy who could be on his way to a fifty goal season. Well, and and there's no reason in a world where the Avs go out and get a two C, if Comfer's hot one night, throw him back up there with Miko for some shifts. Like you don't have to stop doing good things just because yeah. you go out and get another hockey player. Right. Well, and you have then you have two A, two B, basically, yeah. because the trust is there with the coaching staff too. Like, don't forget that, right? Having that trust in your third and fourth lines, yeah. means everybody's playing time gets just distributed the right way. Yeah, yep. and then and you, you don't worry about issues going into the playoffs, long runs, guys getting worn out so much because yeah. they have that trust in the yep. full lineup. And, and look, if Darren Helm gets healthy, then you're talking, and you add a two C, then down your lineup, you are having this conversation of. 
is where does Darren Helm fit? Where does Matt Nieto fit? Where yeah. does Dennis Mulgan fit? Your depth is suddenly in a, a position of strength for you where if a guy gets hurt, you can, between between Alex Newhook, JT Comfer, and Evan Rodriguez, you have three guys capable of playing skill games yep. that can move up a lineup if a top six guy gets hurt. And there, you'll also have the Nieto and, Ma, and Morgan and even Ben Myers, guys guys who have been fine for you in bottom six roles this year if one of those guys gets hurt. Yeah. Like, you make that one move and you just get a little bit better everywhere. Yep. It's not just, hey, your 2C job is done here. And somebody tweeted at me tonight that 2C is a luxury. And it absolutely no, is no. not. No. A center depth is one of the most consistent traits amongst Stanley Cup winning yep. teams. You look at where where has the money gone in Tampa Bay? Why are they broke now? Because they they kept the centers. They kept Braden Point. They kept Steven Stamkos. They kept Anthony Sorelli. Now, over time, they've had to maybe move. You know, Stamkos plays a lot of wing now because they've hemorrhaged Andre Palat and Tyler Johnson and those guys. But... The down the middle. If you if you are good defensively and you are good at center, you will compete for Stanley Cups. Like raising your low end is important, yeah. but truly making a difference requires raising of your high end. And if you don't want your high to end, make sure you hit up Jive Hive, <laughs> J I V E H Y V E dot com today. It's a virtual dispensary which you can order your weed from and they'll deliver it directly to your door so you don't even have to get off the couch to get your weed you can order it asap so they bring it to you right away or if you have a thing planned if you want to schedule it days in advance you can do that you can schedule it and they'll show up at the time you request so it's a great way to go in and get your weed you don't have to go into the dispensary you don't have to deal with talking to people none of that just visit jivehive.com j-i-v-e-h-y-v-e.com and get it delivered the same day they'll say hi when they stop by uh, <laughs> they do only deliver to certain areas so when you go to their website make sure you put your address in they now serve aurora greenwood village monument fountain and various areas of el paso county at jivehive.com also brought to you by the American Raptors. If you didn't know, they've joined the Columbia Rugby Federation. It's an intercontinental competition featuring six teams from South America. Uh, the Raptors are the only North American team in the competition. They're playing six matches at home, six matches on the road, and you can go see their home matches for completely free. If you want to stay up with all the news on the Raptors, you can follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter. Colton Strickler does amazing work there. Whether you're a longtime fan, he has tons of interviews. If you're a new fan, he's got one-on-one pods. So got it completely covered on that front if you want to hit up the American Raptors. Infinity Park at Glendale, just an amazing place to go check out and have a day. If you haven't, highly recommend you get in on it. Uh, it's totally free, again. So might as well jump in on it. Uh, you can also stream Raptors games at AmericanRaptors.com. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Honestly, a pretty clinical third period from Colorado. I think Vegas got their first shot on goal about eight minutes into the period. Avs really just didn't give them anything and, and suffocated a hockey team with a two-goal lead. Is this it? Are the Avs back to this team again? We saw plenty of it last season. Is this version of the Avs capable of doing this on a regular basis? Have they formed a Voltron? Is that what you're asking Yeah, right I now? guess that's what I'm asking. They are missing the sword right now. <laughs> Makar's the sword, huh? Well, they, uh, there's a sword and maybe a large... Maybe the heart. Oh, mm. it's not the appendage? No. 
No, that's Byram. <laughs> is that Byram or Makar? That's Byram. Okay. Makar's the sword. Byram's the other I mean, sword. Yeah, you look at this and if like <laughs> if they can stay healthy and the guys that are now skating again looking like they're on, you know, basically track to get back into the game, um, you gotta be feeling real good about this Avs team looking like they did last year. It's it's interesting because I do think they are a different team from last year, and you should expect some differences. But that doesn't change the ability to play true shutdown. Don't give up anything hockey when they have a lead. Do you think it's changed from that standpoint of like doing shutdown hockey though? I still think they have that. No, in them. no, I that, still think they have that yeah. in them, and I still think it's something they want to do. It's just nice to see them finally getting back to it a little bit. Yeah. What. Well, Nothing. AJ's having a giggle over here. About I see the what TV. it is. Yeah. No, I don't want to be mean. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's 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 really nice to see Colorado put wins together like this. Yeah, where there isn't a whole lot to nitpick. You're not digging through this game and saying, "Oh, this was bad. That was bad." Yeah. It wasn't perfect. There's I, never a perfect game. I but do want to touch kind of on that third period. Are they like? Are they back to this? Sure. Like, no. Like, it was one game, you know? Yeah, and I, I don't disagree. In the same way that you would look at any of the times where they blew a lead. Like, they blew a lead, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, you know? you're and, right. And, hey, that was a... That's that a, was three back-to-backs ago. That's a really, <laughs> really good Tampa Bay team. Like, and those are, you know, that's a that's a real good Tampa team and, you know, whatever. But, yeah. you know, you know who makes the postseason? Like, good teams. So I I will say like it's a for me it's a building block and okay. it's and it's what it's what we talked about earlier confidence is a is a feedback loop this should feed into hey this is a better third period we're we've got this in the bag where yeah they it's not like they get outshot you know thirteen to four and you're just like well Georgiev am I right you know like you're they played they play a good quality third. And it's to me, it's something to build from. But this is a team that you want to see two two areas of their game that I want to see over the last twenty games of the season that have been problematic for them most of this season that you want to see them continue to get better in third periods in your penalty kill. Those are the two check things and check. Yeah, <laughs> and those are and hey, if you're only gonna take one penalty. Great. Yeah. Uh, the best PK is not going on. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you 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 want to see those areas of the game where, okay, as you're getting better, like, look, we should be done having the, are the abs going to make the postseason panic? Like, that freakout should be finished. They're healthy enough that this version of the team is very obviously equipped. They've beaten all these teams. Several weeks ago, it was fair to wonder how they were going to handle all the back-to-backs and then all the games against direct competitors. Can we can we uh, can we agree as a group here with the 25 games remaining that we're done talking about if they make the postseason they're headed there. Yeah, I've seen some crazy guy on Twitter talking about like the percentages of them getting <laughs> into the playoffs. <laughs> I I had to switch to uh winning the division because the, the playoff <laughs> one is just above 95%. Yeah. Now. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so now you're chasing a division title, you're chasing you know you like you survived what was you hope is the worst of the injuries and now you're like okay, well Let's see what we really have. We've got 25 yeah. games to make up two points to win the division and get one of these these really mediocre wildcard teams. Yep. We've got 25 games to make up three points and chase down the top seed out west where we have home ice until the Stanley Cup final. Yep. Like, and you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going 
to put it out of the realm that the Avs chase down some of these Eastern teams where they might even have home cup for a Stanley Cup I think they could chase down everyone but Boston. I think that they've got a chance to chase down maybe maybe one Boston, obviously. And Carolina. And maybe one one other in Carolina, yeah. Unless they just shut it down, but they can't really. You're you're talking about this is a team that has put this thing into gear, and uh, if they get appreciably better the rest of this week, they do make a meaningful move. They get better. Uh, you're the best team in the West. You're already, you can already feel that way. Regardless of what the standings say today, the second that they got healthy-ish and started to get out of their own way a little bit, the whole thing has come together. This oh, is, yeah. This is, they're, they're the A team. And, and Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland are, uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're sitting there with a cigar. I love it when a plan <laughs> comes together. Like, they're watching this team do their thing. And this is what they expected. And they had to fight through that adversity. That adversity only made them better. Yeah. And we can say that because they're coming out of it. And they didn't handle themselves like last year's Vegas team, where it was like crawling through a field of broken glass every day. That team didn't like each other. They had no chemistry. They didn't like the head coach. They had locker room problems all up and down everything. This is a team that plays for one another again. And that makes them the most dangerous team in the NHL. On top of all the talent, they get it. They have the maturity. They walk the walk better than anybody in the Western Conference. They're the most talented. And now they're now they're getting amongst that that health. And they're doing this without Kale McCarr. Should scare the shit out of everybody else. <laughs> if you're Dallas and you're thinking about mortgaging your future, you're not. You like, better think twice. Yeah. Winnipeg has to. <laughs> Winnipeg has to take this seriously. Vegas has to take this seriously. they're at the end of the line. Because yeah. they don't yeah. have a lot of shots. They don't have a lot of kicks at the can left, realistically, with this group. Edmonton has to take this seriously, but they have no money. Yep. The Avalanche should scare the they should scare everybody. The shit out of everybody. Even Easter Conference teams. Everybody's loading up and they have a long way to go before they ever have to worry about Colorado in a postseason series. But if you're trying to tell me that they're not going to consider the Avalanche in their planning, well, they'd be making a mistake. I guarantee you every East Coast team when they look at the playoff bracket is going to be rooting against Colorado. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, and the other thing that the Avs have done right here too, right, is like Chris McFarland sees what's going on with the play that the Avs have done. Basically, it was like, we're legit. We're for real. We're going back, basically, is what they're saying. So does that kind of light a fire under your ass to like, do I sure up some of these issues that we kind of see? This is why I say it's irresponsible if they do nothing else. Yeah. Because you are looking at it, and we always hear every year, we hear general managers, guys who have been fired, yeah. Brian Burks and Craig Buttons of the world that are in media now, and they will talk about it and they'll say st- you know, they'll say things like, Look, I owe it to these guys. They've they've put themselves in a position where I believe they can do something special here. I owe it to them to give them one more guy, yeah. to give them one more piece, to give them one more whatever. And for me, I know we have tomorrow's off day pod that I'll save a lot of this for. But I love the Tanner Janot deal for Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot it's about It's very that expensive, <laughs> and you can say what in the world. But Tampa Bay lives in a certain ecosystem of championship only. Yeah. <laughs> that accountability, that level of expectation, that's now yep. in Colorado. That's today. Yep. Yep. 
I, I love prospects. I love the draft. I love watching these kids develop and who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. Those first-round picks for the next five years are more valuable to the Avalanche at trade deadline than they are being used one single time. I agree. One single time. They are more valuable. If they paid two first-round picks right now for Nick Schmaltz, I would love that deal. If it was three, I would, it, I would, it would hurt, if there's and a, I might cry a little bit, <laughs> and I might ask one or two of them to be conditional, but then they would have it. Nick Schmaltz. If there's yeah. three, it better be half retained. <laughs> so you're talking, you're talking, they, they, Chris McFarland, these guys, this is the kind of win. And, and Wednesday with another measuring stick game, because you have, you have a team that beat you one nothing on the road earlier this year. You don't like getting swept by anybody in the world. No. You want to continue to, to improve at home. But you've got New Jersey coming in off the off a big acquisition, feeling sexy, feeling good about themselves. You want to put them down yep. and continue to build your to, to build yourself up. That's another litmus test because you say, hey, they're they're the fourth best team out east right now. Just spitballing. Let's just say they're just the pick fourth. a number here. And you you say, okay, where where do we match up? You know, if they come in and they smoke the Avs, we're all going to be like, hey, it's one game. That's a really good team. They just made a big deal. Emotionally, they're on a high, you know, whatever, whatever. That's our storyline if they get smoked. I can already tell you that right now. But you do have to be like, that sucked. <laughs> and it may be, okay, that's the fourth best team in the West, in the East, and they just did that to us? That's, all right, we Gotta have work to do. step up a little yeah. bit there. We yeah. have work to do. So for, for me, I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm saying, uh, I'm saying this, was, this is another feather in the cap of go do something. You owe it to them to try and maximize the, the, the rest of this season. You're talking about, oh, well, the, the future and the window, and most of these guys are signed for that. You're going to have most of these guys. And you go get a guy like Nick Schmaltz, that guy's signed for three years. Yeah. Kevin Hayes is signed for three years. His name's not been out there, and I know some people keep talking about it, but Matt Shane is signed for three years. Like You go and get somebody with some term, you're done with your top six. What are you trying to draft? <laughs> What do you need help with? <laughs> Hopefully nothing, because they, they won't have anything left. So So it's it's you know, like you're looking you're looking at the you're looking at this, you're looking at this performance tonight just as another that's the best team in the West. My ass. The best <laughs> team in the West won this hockey game. <laughs> yep. Agree. Uh we do gotta get things wrapped up here though, so we got some super chats to get to. $2 from Kevin, who says, The Moose and Mac attack FVGK. Well said. Dude. Why did we do a 50-minute show when we could have just said that? Landis Cog was unreal tonight. Landis Cog. Ranted in. was crazy tonight. $10 from Nate, who says, Always enjoy watching Vegas lose. Fun times watching with you guys from Alaska. Nice. Made-up time zones up there where about it's to, uh, still light out. About to get a team in the tourney. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, $5 from the Schick, who says, I know this probably isn't the time, but I'm curious what you guys think Bo's contract will look like. It, it It's too hard to say, because if they go short term, it's probably going to be pretty cheap, just because he won't have the games played. Yeah. Uh, but if they want to lock him up long term, who knows what that thing ends up looking like. His deal like. is a lot tougher than New Hooks, yeah. which New Hooks should be right around three years. That's a pretty easy bridge. At yeah. about 3.4. Yeah. 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 Uh, Two dollars, excuse me, from Chris. When Landy and Makar comes back, another ship. I mean, I mean, I hope so. 
$5 from Eugene, who says, Miko makes the game look easy slow, playing moose speed. <laughs> Mooses are pretty fast. I mean, it's true. They can run, what, like 40 miles an hour or something? They get going, man. Yeah. And they're they, just unstoppable, they, just like Miko was tonight. Straight up. Yeah. It's crazy because, again, like you see, this is what makes the Avalanche special. They have that elite talent that takes games over. Where's the elite talent on Vegas? Because Jack Eichel hasn't lived up to it. Mark Stone's hurt. If they had Mark Stone, I'd feel differently. But Mark Stone's hurt, He's, and he may not be coming back anytime soon. Yep. But I don't, I don't know if Eichel will ever be what he was. I I don't think that that's, and, and that surgery, he, I think. A, well, the thing is, Eichel is still very oh, he good. he is very good. He's just not that guy. Right. You look at and he he has been unable to elevate them to a different level. He's been unable yeah. to elevate himself to I a mean, different that level. That doesn't sum up every move Vegas has made. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> They are going to be one of the great what ifs <laughs> blew this opportunity, yep. especially especially with the conference final losses. Yep. To Montreal and Dallas, the back to the Montreal yeah. one especially. Those yeah. were the ones that were those were unacceptable losses in that round, given how talented those teams were. And then Colorado grew up, and their time ran out. Yeah, then Colorado <laughs> grew up and turned into the final boss. <laughs> There you go. And that's where they are right now. They're in their final boss stage of life. Well, it's the intermission phase of this final boss. We will be back tomorrow, uh, most likely talking about all of the trades that have already happened. Uh, but maybe we'll get into some of the Avs conversations and rumors as well. We'll see what happens exactly. But we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us tonight, enjoying the game. Uh, we will be back with five. Actually, I think we're live every day this week with something other because of trade deadline. Yeah, so. we are live every day, much to production chagrin. Yeah, a lot sorry, of a lot of people have to work because of us this week. So sorry, but we'll be around. We appreciate you, and we will talk to you tomorrow. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.